Today in this episode, I chat with Courtney Chow. She is a social media marketing strategist who helps creative service providers market consistently for 90 days. That's a tongue twister. Based in Southern California, her favorite platforms to market on are Instagram and TikTok. And you can find her at CourtneyChow.co as well as her podcast, Still Minimum Wage. She truly is your marketing BFF. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey guys, I have my friend Courtney Chow from Courtney Chow Co. Um, She is my marketing BFF and she does social strategies for service-based entrepreneurs, and I work with her, and I love this girl, and we just kind of met a couple months ago, but I feel like we've known each other for so long. Do a lot of other people say that about you? They do, actually. People would say that they feel like they've known me a lot longer than they actually have, which is a huge honor for people to share. Yeah, I mean, me and my friend Lisa from Alette Studio were saying, oh, we love Courtney. (laughs) She's so cool. Yeah, no, I I really uh, admire you and everything that you're building, and I'm so honored to be on this podcast. Yay! So I'm not gonna do your bio. So I actually want you to do your own bio in your words and tell me what you do and who you serve. So as you said, I'm a social media strategist, and I work specifically with creative service providers to help them market consistently for 90 days to attract the clients that they want to work with um, by conveying their value and just creating content that attracts. And I started Courtney Chalco a year and a half ago during the pandemic because I wanted to be able to help as many people as I could outside of a corporate setting, and I've loved being my own boss and getting to connect with really cool and creative people. Cool. So who do you normally work with or who's your favorite type of entrepreneur to work with? My favorite type of entrepreneur is less in an industry, but it's more of a personality type. They are the people that are go-getters. They have a goal. You give them a list and they want to follow through. But along with a little bit of like a type A personality, they just have so many ideas They don't necessarily have a structure in place to implement all of those ideas, but when they do, they just take off. So um, I've had quite a few clients. I I was really lucky to work with dream clients in the beginning where we'll talk about marketing, we're talking about business, and we're sharing mindset. And it really does become like a relationship where we're mutually cheering on each other's successes, Um, even if it is hard at times, like whether it's hard in my business or in theirs. Um, But mutually, I really believe that when you meet people that have the same philosophy as you, you can grow together. So do you think I'm your ideal client, Courtney? Yeah, definitely. You have so many ideas and you have vision. And I think most of all, you're kind. So I'm really, really honored to be somebody that you consider to be your marketing bestie. 
Yes, you totally are. I wanted to ask you a little bit more, like take it back a little bit, but what is like your background? Like how did you, what cor- corporation did you work for? What did you do? And um, I know you shared a little bit how you started during pandemic, but take us like back a little bit. Yeah, uh, I ex- actually started working in higher ed. Um, I worked there in college and that became a part of my career, but I've always had a creative side hustle along the way. So I was a wedding photographer for a little bit until I realized that I didn't want to give up my weekends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did hair and makeup as a side hustle to my corporate marketing project manager job. So I've worked in e-commerce, I've worked in media, and I've also worked in fashion over the last uh, 15 years or so. Um, and in all of those uh, companies had a project manager role within the marketing team. Um, so that's actually lent a lot to what I'm doing now, where I totally understand how creative service providers work because I've been their project manager for over 10 years. And I want to be able to position them in a way where it minimizes all of the the things that they don't need to think about so they can operate in their zone of genius. So I just do it in a slightly different way where instead of assigning them work, I'm now helping them come up with their marketing strategy. But I worked at eBay as one of those companies for many years, which I love. Um, I love my eBay family. Uh But I left when I moved back to LA after living in Silicon Valley for about nine years. Wow, you have a lot of experience. I had no idea you were a wedding photographer. That's so crazy. That's why I think that's why we have a common bond. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I almost forget that I did it for a little bit. Um, But that's probably why I respect you so much because it's no joke. Yeah, it's no joke. Was there like a straw that broke the camel's back that you're just like, I'm done? Well, the funny thing is I had wanted to go full time and I was working as an office assistant for a wedding photographer uh, just to like learn the business. And my parents had told me, no, you can't do this. You don't know how to run a business. You know, you're 24 years old. There's no way. And so I was really frustrated and wanted to just prove them wrong. But I think the straw that broke the camel's back was really struggling with giving up my weekends. Uh, And I had a mentor who was a florist. So I saw everything that she would go through and I would ask her questions. And I just decided that in my 20s at that season of life, I wanted to have more freedom and flexibility. And I don't think that I was quite ready for the hustle that entrepreneurship is now. So in a weird way, I guess my parents ended up being right. But it fueled that fire so that when I was ready to have my marketing agency, I was I was all in, right? I was like, no, yeah. I'm going to prove them wrong. So I guess it all works out the way it's supposed to. I love it. I love that story. So what is your woo factor? What is your chow factor? What makes you stand out from the rest? We kind of alluded to it, but it's definitely the fact that people feel comfortable with me, mm. um, even if they just meet me once. And the funny thing is a lot of people will meet me and they're like, have we met before? You look so familiar. And enough <laughs> people have said this to me. Where I now know it's not, I'm like, no, we've, we've never met before. I hear that pretty often. Um, but because I come from a place of wanting to serve and just help people succeed, I, it allows them to open up to me. And I'm pretty like free, free, um, or pretty like open with what I know about marketing and wanting to help them. So I do feel like I'm able to build trust pretty quickly. And another little fun fact is, so I'm 37, but people often have no idea how old I am. And I'm able to connect with people, whether they are Gen Z, like 21-year-olds, or if they're uh-huh. a little bit older, like um, like 40, 45-year-olds. 
Yeah, I thought you were about 27. So when you, <laughs> you said something about your 20s, years. I thought it was just like, you know, a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm 36, so I'm just right behind you. And a lot of people say the same thing about me. So I think we have generic Asian faces and we make people feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's so cool. So what is your biggest accomplishment in business? I would say uh, tomorrow, September 1st, is actually my one-year anniversary. <gasps> so it's, it's just the fact that I didn't give up during a pandemic. There were definitely times that were super hard. Um, but I learned a lot in just having to be humble and having to know when to ask for help and when do you need to pivot. And so I feel like I've definitely like in the past month or so turned a corner where now it's just like all speed ahead. So my biggest accomplishment was not giving up and not letting fear, which I would combat frequently, keep me from sidelining myself from from reaching any potential. Yes. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. Being Getting through the first year, especially during COVID, is a huge, huge accomplishment. So huge congrats. Is there someone you want to make a shout out to, like a book or a podcast or a coach or anything that kind of helped you a lot along the way, a mentor? Definitely. So I actually have a podcast of my own called Still Minimum Wage. And our story is I started it with these two fellow service providers. We met in a group coaching program and just decided to stay in touch afterwards and form our own mastermind. We call ourselves the Boba Bosses. And I've met with them every week in the past year. So I think we stopped our, our coaching program ended last July or August. We've met every week since then. We've worked on each other's businesses. We've hired one another. And actually one of them is my new business partner. Her name is Sam. And she's just such a powerhouse in so many ways. Um, and I definitely could not have gotten this far without her and without Bifa. Yeah, I love Sam. She's on my podcast too. She comes out in a couple of weeks, but nice. I binge, yeah, I binge watched um, or binge listened to your podcast yesterday, and you guys were uh, mentioning you did pivot a lot. So I know you pivoted a lot. So where does that take you now? It, it's going to kind of allude to your hot topic today. What is what are you doing now? What I am doing now is coming up with a consistent marketing content system. So instead of chasing trends and chasing what's viral, it's narrowing down what are the core problems and solutions that I want to provide to the people that I want to work with. And that for me is creating social strategies. So it's taking what I'm doing and creating it for them as well from a little bit of a higher up view so that they don't feel burnt out by marketing and that they can balance both providing services and showing up online. So one of the biggest things that people hear or one of the advices is that you have to be consistent, right? I'm sure you've heard that. But I think there's a lot of misconception about what consistent means. And so I want people to come up with a 90-day set of content that they can reuse every quarter. Okay. I so, love that. Yeah. Um, some of the, all of that is really built upon what are the evergreen things that anyone needs to know when they're working with you? What are the core questions that you're getting? You know, can you convey your value proposition clearly and in a way that connects with those people that it's designed for? So for me, you know, I started off doing social media management 
Um, and then I was like, I think, you know, I actually want to do coaching because I don't want to be on the hook for someone, you know, 24 seven managing their yeah, social. Right mm-hmm. I'd rather teach them. And then the, the hard thing about coaching is there's just so much that you're trying to show someone, show someone how to do. And again, for service providers, it's hard to like sit down and actually plan your content, plan your marketing. So I was like, you know, I already have the system figured out. If I can just tell you what to post, that's half the battle. And it's worked so much more. And that's where I've really pivoted with my services to be able to put together the marketing framework for someone just to make the content. Because most of my clients, they're great at making content. They're creatives. They know how to do it. They just are totally exhausted by the time they get through thinking about what they're going to say, what hashtags are they going to use, et cetera. So I'm just trying to get um, a little glimpse of what it's like to work with you. So say like I'm a wedding photographer, would you just, you know, get in my my head and ask me a lot of questions and then come up with like my value proposition? And then what do you just make like the the copy or the captions or do you actually like sit down with them and use like Canva or carousels or how does it all work? Uh, you got the first part right. Definitely sit down and I get into their head and their brand. I ask them to explain, you know, what are the things that they care about? What are the things that their audience cares about and their focus for the month? And then I get real nerdy and I study all of their post uh, analytics mm-hmm. and look for trends and patterns because a lot of what's successful on social is just pattern recognition. And I create, uh, I like to call it like a cookbook, right? It's like, here's a cookbook of all of the ingredients that you need, definitely identifying their value proposition. Um, What are the things that you're doing that are great? What are the things that you need to change? And then I give them a custom content calendar to follow. So it has prompts. I will put together the hashtags for them and it gives them thought starters, but they're the ones that are writing the caption and designing the post or the reel. Oh, I love the prompts. What would be an example of a prompt? Uh, one prompt it's, would definitely be what, like, you know, what's an FAQ that they, they are asked all the time. So sometimes it's like, how long will it take for me to see results? Mm-hmm. And then I will pull out, you know, from their website or from things that they've told us key points. So, you know, it's like to explain how long it would take and then what goes into it. So that's probably about a three slide carousel. I love that. So do you do aesthetics or is that more like a Sam thing? No, usually the the service provider has that established. They know their brand. Okay. They know the way they want things to look. And so if there's an, an inspiration post, I'll share that with them. But really, that's not an area that they need help on. It's coming up with the system and like the topics. Okay, cool. So I guess you're going to be giving our listeners some tips today to make their Instagram better. So how many tips do you have today? I'm curious. Um, (laughs) I have three for you. We'll we'll keep it simple. Okay, (laughs) go go for it. Shout out to our sponsors. Photoboost Supply Co. helps entrepreneurs start and scale their businesses by creating meaningful experiences with a photo booth. Living in a digital age, anywhere people gather is an opportunity for an experience. And what better way to capture those memories than with a photo booth? There has never been an easier way for photographers to scale their businesses increase their marketing efforts, and maintain cash flow during off-season than with a photo booth like the Sasso booth. Increase revenue $600 to $800 per event by adding a photo booth to your services so you can make more and work less. 
If you don't provide a photo booth, someone else will. So stop leaving money on the table and get yourself a Sasa booth today. So my first tip is to brain dump 24 topics that you know, like that you can answer about your business on the back of your hand. So these are FAQs. These are pieces of your process or about your offer that are really key, that are important. It's definitely what are your brand values? What are some key facts that people need to know about you? So for instance, like one of mine is that I worked in corporate marketing for 10 years. That's like my background that you care about. And once you brain dump those 24 topics, those are 24 topics you can use every single quarter. So once you do the hard work of writing it all down, you're just going to keep reusing it. So brain dumping and then repurposing is tip number one. You make it so easy. I mean, just to think of 24 things that I've been doing for 12 years is so Mm -hmm. easy. But if you think of just what do I write, I get total writer's block. So thank Mm -hmm. you for putting it in that couple Mm -hmm. sentences. So easy. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, people look at it and they're just like, oh my gosh, how am I going to fill the social calendar? But 24 topics is two carousel posts a week for three months. That's it. That's all it is. So you're all about carousels, huh? Um, it depends on really your type, like if you're a writer or if you're a graphic person or photos. I think for photos, carousels are huge. It's much more efficient um, to convey value than just one-off single posts. Yeah, don't you think and it's it funny you to tell a story? like wedding photographers don't use carousels? Like they use it for photos, but not like to tell their, you know, background of who they are and who they serve and what they like to do. You know, they just use it um, for pictures. But I think if they used it for to convey their, their messaging, that'd be so powerful. What do you think? Absolutely. Especially for talking about your packages or what's in your packages. Don't hit people with blocks of text. So that's tip number two, right? Is like, don't hit people with blocks of text. You want to space it out, give people enough like area to digest it. And so using a carousel to like make a point or to highlight something is a really effective way to convey information. Wow. Okay. So no blocks of text. So use those blocks of text, but put them in the carousel instead. Yeah. And if you are going to put a lot of text in your captions, you want to use a line break. And I actually use a line break between each sentence so that it, when they read it, it's almost as if they can hear your voice and they know where to take a pause, where to you know, add in like where emphasis is. Um, and it actually forces you to be more thoughtful about what you're writing. Interesting. So write how you talk. Yeah. And use, use um, a lot of like space to like give it room to breathe. I think that's like my key, key takeaway there. Yeah. I'm like really trying to learn right now as I try to do on these interviews, double whammy, but say like I'm a new wedding photographer and my uh, wedding feed or my IG feed is kind of blending in like what would, after the brain dumping, would I just kind of like put into four carousels like, hey, this is one of my packages come with albums or mm. or the first one says like, oh, what do my packages come with? And the second carousel cell be like albums and then like engagement session and then having the best time of your life, like stuff like that. Yeah. All of those would be really good. Okay, cool, cool. I'm learning so much. Okay. Tell me, num- hit me with number three. All right. So number three is to repurpose your content. So if you make a reel, often you can turn that into a carousel or vice versa. You can do a carousel into a reel. You can turn an IGTV into a story. 
And okay. actually, uh, spoiler alert, even what we're doing right now, this information that I'm sharing with you, I've done this in a carousel, I've shared it in a blog post, and I've shared it in an email. So now it's like a fourth way of doing it. So once you find your core messages, and again, you're going to know after you do your content dump, you can usually take the same message and just present it in different ways. So we call yeah. that repurposing. Yeah. So you could use it for, you said you use it in your like email marketing and then reels and then carousels and IGTV. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Work uh, smarter, not harder. <laughs> yeah. And that's all how you're going to be able to market consistently for 90 days. It's not 90 days of completely original stuff, right? It's just a 90 day system of things that you can keep reiterating because most people need to hear something seven times before they remember it. Yeah, that's so true. So do you have any like recommendation, like how many times you should be posting a day or how many reels versus carousels or vice versa? Uh, that really is going to depend on the business and it's going to depend on the season that you're in. Uh, with the 24 item or 24 ideas, that's about two carousel posts a week. So okay. it just depends on your capacity and who you have supporting you, but it is better to not post as much during the week, but to can be consistently week after week. So I instead of doing like six posts over the span of five days and then not showing up for four weeks, okay. it's probably better to do one post a week. So that is going to vary just depending on how you create, who you have supporting you in the business, but you want to figure out what can you consistently do every week. Yeah, it's all about consistency like you just said. And then do you recommend showing like your face every week through a photo or IG live or real or twice a week or every time? You want to test your audience and find out. Your audience will mm -hmm. let you know what they respond to. So really, you know, if you are coming across somebody that's telling you blanket, like here's exactly how you have to do everything, I would always test it out and see what works and what does your audience respond to. Cool, cool. Okay, so let's recap. So number one was a brain dump of 24 things that you know, like inside and out of your business, like your F mm -hmm. FAQ. And then the tip number two was to use, let your captions breathe and to use them in use your words in your carousels and in your captions, but make, make sure oh, yes, it's readable yes. and able to be digested. Perfect. And tip number three was repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. Mm-hmm. You got it. Cool. cool. So what um, was your biggest client win this year? Oh, my biggest client win was when I had a client who was able to hit her sales goal of booking five new projects in one month after implementing her system um, in one month. So oh, yeah. whenever you hit the goals, I'm like definitely doing a happy dance. What does she do? She's a designer, a graphic designer. Oh, cool. So she was selling like her design packages? Mm-hmm. Crazy. What was like her uh, value proposition or brand proposition? It's making you stand out so you don't blend in with everyone else. Ooh, so good. Did you think of that or you guys came up with it together? Oh, we came up with it together. Cool, cool. What is the biggest struggle in your business for the past year? My biggest struggle is being comfortable with selling what I'm offering and charging what my worth is. That's been a huge area of growth because I typically will lowball myself and then kind of regret um, what I'm doing. And I think a lot of it too is like just 
being worried that I'm not able to deliver. Uh, but yeah. that's something where I'm sure as I continue to grow, I'll grapple with a little bit more. But you know, at the end of the day, it was getting clarity on what's my value proposition and what is the thing that I'm promising and feeling really positive about that based on the results that I've gotten for clients. So it's gotten better um, where I definitely can just say what the price is to work with me and kind of let it let it be without having to explain it right away. Um, but yeah, yeah, pricing is a ongoing pricing and selling the ongoing area of growth for me. Totally. What is your value proposition? And what is your biggest selling technique? Uh, my value proposition is that I will create a system so that you are not battling decision fatigue with showing up consistently. Um, so I'm going to just organize everything for you. And my selling technique actually is really attraction marketing on Instagram. Mm. So laying it all out there. And then when you're getting on a sales call with me, I love it when people are like, oh yeah, I already know I want to work with you. I just needed to like, just like know how it worked. Yeah. I just booked a student right now, right before our call. So I'm on a high right now. Yes. And you know know exactly what it feels like. Yeah. It feels so good. And I put on post-it notes like all over my walls, like, yes, yes, yes. I I need that yes energy. Mm, Yes energy. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So your selling technique is pretty much like preaching what you're teaching. Like you want them to understand what you do before they even hop on the call with you. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I hired you to be my marketing BFF for like an intensive hour and a half, but I learned so much from you to kind of like (laughs) help me with my IG lives and agitate the problems and then kind of talk about my framework and um, different things like that. So you really helped me. Oh, I'm I'm so glad that helped out because that's all. I mean, sometimes we know it. We just need someone to tease it out and to like tell you, don't focus on that. Focus on this instead. Yes, yes. You really helped me with that. Okay, I'm going to ask you some more fun questions because Ooh, I'm down I kind of want to know you more and not just your business. Um, what was the craziest thing that ever happened to you at a wedding or what was like your favorite wedding or your favorite location you could you could pick Ooh, I have been okay so I've been probably to like 20 or 30 weddings in my life I've been to okay. so many um, but one story that always comes back to me is um, I was at a wedding and of course a boy that I was crushing on was there I was like trying to play it cool mm-hmm. um, and as a bachelorette you always dread the bouquet toss so I was uh-huh. like all right you know what I'm just gonna like chill in the back or right? I don't want to seem too thirsty so uh-huh. I stand in the back and the bride completely overthrows everybody and it lands on the ground next to me uh-huh. and I was just really like what do I do right I, and I was like I don't want to pick it up like I'm trying to play it cool but then I realized the longer I awkwardly stood there the worse it made me look. So I was just uh, like, okay, I'll just pick it up. Yay. I don't know. I just want to die of embarrassment. Oh my so God. That is one of my my most humbling stories where oh I was trying God. to play it cool. And then basically the bride sabotaged me, but it's all good. Oh, We're still friends. Oh, that's so funny. Me and that guy did not end up together. It wasn't meant to be, but 
Yeah. Uh, I could totally see like your Courtney sourpuss face. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's so funny. What do I do? What are your, what are your hobbies? Because I don't know too much about you besides business. But yeah, what do you like to do for fun? I have a lot of hobbies, actually. Um, I <laughs> I play basketball and volleyball. I love to sing, play guitar, oh, um, nice. and macrame from time to time. I also like to illustrate things. But the one thing, I don't know if you would call it a hobby, but people usually associate going to Disneyland with me. Yes, totally. I see that. I love it. So what, what do you sing and like? who's your favorite artist? My favorite artist is Taylor Swift. And right. I've been, I mean, I've loved singing since I was little. So show tunes. Uh-huh. Um, of course, Olivia Rodrigo is one of my yeah. favorites currently. Driver's license. Um, but I also had a punk phase or a, pu- pu- a pop punk phase for uh-huh. a little bit. Ooh. So really have a diverse um, repertoire of music that I like to jam to. Nice, nice. Um, what, if you had a magic wand, I'm going to play coach a little bit. If you had a magic wand, where would you see your business in three months, ideally? Three months. That's 90 days. Um, I'm actually doing a lot of planning for that right now. (laughs) Um, And so actually in 90 days, I'm going to be starting a new branch to my brand. And it's going to be a content studio. So doing a lot more podcasting and YouTube creation and have, I will, I will have brought on a couple more members to my team to work with clients. Ooh. Okay. So it's like a 360, like photography and content and strategy. Um, Mainly just content um, for the agency and then yeah, content creation um, for me and with my business partner, Sam. Damn, that's amazing. And how did you come up with that podcast name, Still Minimum Wage? (laughs) That's a great story. Um, You know, as I mentioned, I'd been masterminding with Sam and with Bifa. And we always talked about how what we were going through didn't seem consistent with what coaches were talking about or were kind of like pitching where, you know, they were like, oh, just take my program and you can have a have a five-figure month and have a six-figure year. And when we would look at our finances, look at where we were at in business, we were like, dang, like I'm barely like, I would make more money if I worked at Starbucks. So it's like, (laughs) okay, I'm a creative boss, but I mean, I'm basically still just paying myself minimum wage. And that was where our name came from. Um, We wanted to keep it real about like what it really is like being an entrepreneur because I mean, it's great if you can hire a coach, which I definitely recommend. We all have. But sometimes the results aren't instantaneous. There's a lot of factors that need to be in place for that to happen, starting with mindset, which is something I'm always working on. Um, But yeah, it's just like in reality, after taxes, you're not going to be super rich in that first year unless you're a unicorn. So sometimes you're still just making minimum wage. Well, now with your agency, you're going to be a millionaire. Oh, maybe in a couple of years. Definitely not the first year. The first year, we're, we're hoping to get out of, you know, Starbucks wage to, you know, maybe something a little bit, a little bit higher where it's like, oh, yay, I can like go on a trip. <laughs> yeah, you could do it for sure. You have the energy, you have the knowledge, you have so much experience and you're great with working with people. So I know you could do it. Um, Tell the listeners about your freebie and where they could find you. And then I have one last question. 
Well, as you know, I just encouraged you all to come up with your 24 content ideas. And to help you, I have a guide with 30. So you don't need to use all 30. There's some in there that you can just skip over um, for a personal brand. And you can download that PDF by going to my Instagram and checking out the link in my bio. Yay, yay, yay. So tell us the Instagram account one more time. I said it in my intro, but you can say it again. It's CourtneyChow.co. Yeah, and your website is legit. I love the colors and the space between <laughs> and the verbiage and the pain points. It's just, I couldn't like take my eyes off of it. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. And I guess the last question, just any lasting advice to, um, I mean, this podcast is for wedding pros, but just to kind of help them with their Instagram and not just encourage them and words of wisdom for them. Yeah, definitely. So I actually started off focusing on the wedding industry. I've expanded it a little bit more. Um, but one word of advice would be to collaborate and to build community over competition. It's a popular saying, but the reality is that when you can grow with people, maybe they're at the same level of business as you, and you can grow together, that is going to be the key to success and not burning out. And I'm sure as you've experienced right? Like getting in with wedding planners and getting to know those people is super huge Mm -hmm. to your business. So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't just think that you have to collaborate, really believe in that community mindset, and you will find that it really impacts you in the long run. Yes, a rising tide. Lifts all ships. ships. Yeah, lifts all ships. (laughs) And I'm so um, honored to be a part of your tribe and you to be a part of mine. So, Yeah. Thank you for coming on this uh, podcast and I will be talking to you soon. Thanks, Carissa. Okay. Bye, girl. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.